Good evening, everyone. I think we're going to start to tonight's uh, event. I'm sure we're going to get a few latecomers um, coming in uh, over the next few minutes. My name is David McCoy. I am a lecturer based at Queen Mary University, but I'm also chair of the board of a charity called MEDAC, which works on a range of global public health issues. Um, it's more of a campaigning and advocacy organisation. So this event has been jointly organised by, by both Queen Mary University and by MEDAT. Um, and we're really um, very pleased and happy to be able to uh, invite Vijay Mehta to, this, to give us a talk. Vijay uh, is a well-known uh, author, uh, an international peace activist for many years, we have this handout, we'll be able to get a better sense of his uh, full CV on the back of this, uh, of this document. And uh, he's here today primarily to speak about a book that was published last year, looking at the economic dimensions of the military-industrial complex, the economics of war and violence. Good evening and welcome to the book discussion. Thanks, uh, David and, and Frank. Um, David from Queen Mary University and Frank from MEDACT and actually now I know uh, David is from MEDACT as well. <laughs> I didn't know you were chair of that. And it's a privilege to address students and, and you are the driving force for all the changes as you saw in the film taking place in the world today. So what are the reasons for me to writing this book with our threefold? Firstly, will there be an alternative solution, social evolution of a species towards peace without domination that might someday eliminate war? Because war is politically organized violent crime, perpetrated by warmongers, controlled by war-making lobbies or standing armies from our present military mindset. Because we are programmed like computers, Catholics, Protestants, Buddhists, Muslims, Hindus, so on. And one of the consequences of that is hatred, war, or separating, separating from yourself to the other person, from others. And we are, somehow we have to break the pattern of concentration among human beings and free our minds from the conditional mental slavery. And it will provide the way for compassion and love for another. Secondly, is there a way we can put people before profit and thus have growth and reduce inequality? Thirdly, to tell the truth about militarism, because we need the courage and fearlessness to confront and launch, launch actions to stop our world becoming dangerously militarized. The global military spending at present in 2012 is 1.75 trillion US dollars, about 2.5% of the global gross domestic product. While our brothers and sisters, about a billion or 925 million go to bed hungry every night. The U.S. Secretary General Ban Ki-moon 
observed the world is overarmed and peace is underfunded the cold war has been over for more than two decades yet the world continues on an insane path to increase its military spending and there is a bigger threat and what is that that is that we could if we carry on on this path we could end up repeating the horrors and the bloodshed of the 20th century in which 250 wars were fought and 160 million lives were lost each year armed con conflict kills an estimated 200,000 people but this year it will be more because of the war in syria which is already 120 million people 20,000 people have lost their lives and there is something else beside that because there are mercenaries or military contractor which are not counted and halliburton the us corporation made 26 billion from iraq war alone so the damages of war go beyond once what we believed because the colossal cost of moral financial communal communal and psychological toll which wars can have on soldiers their families the civil society the community and the country are much more another point to consider is how can we as a society we can call ourselves civilized if we have got a arms or what i put it killing industry which contributes to military budgets destroying social economic political and cultural value uh, values of our life or fabric of our life the cost of violence to the global community is 11% which is 9.46 trillion of the global us in uk only in afghanistan war we have spent the british taxpayers all of us have spent 37 billion which is 2000 pounds per each and every uk house The US obsession with wars and military spending has created a monster what i call a military industrial complex a coin a phrase coined by former US president Dwight D Eisenhower and is responsible for 911 and the crash of 2008 market crash and we need to explore some how some nonviolent ways we can break this system or pattern which we have which are reflected in the new initiative 4D for world peace which you saw in the film so what is this military industrial complex what does it consist of it consists of manufacturers of military technologies dual use systems arms trade legal and illegal 25 million soldiers Uh, 3.2 million in America's payroll, defense payroll. 2.3 million China, 1.3 million India, and it goes on. It includes spying, surveillance, and intelligence gathering systems, which is very much in the news at the moment. And 1,000 military bases spread around the world in 183 countries. You can take some of them, which are free. It is on that literature table where the military bases are in 183 countries you might wonder 
or question is US going to fight with 183 countries? No, but it is the military system is there making sure that the rich are protected, the IBMs, the Microsofts. Weapon manufacturers of 8 million small guns, cluster bombs, landmines, military tanks, ships, jet, jet fighters, nuclear weapons, approximately 22,000. Chemical and biological weapons, which is very much in the news because of the Syria war. And the newly introduced automated uh, flying global killer machines, which they call drones, the unmanned aerial vehicles, and much more is part of all military industrial <coughs> complex. The development of this recently, that drones or robotic warfare, is the most dangerous military technology since the atom bomb. And it is, it is said, or it is pretended, or the reason for attacking countries like Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iraq, and recently uh, uh, Iraq, etc., is that we are trying to end terrorists or terrorism. But that's not true, as recently we saw it in Kenya. Some of the damages done by this military-industrial complex is rise in militarism and conflicts, oppression of developing countries, and forced transfer of resources from poor to rich countries, terrorism and war on terror, and <coughs> this is re very relevant, what I'm going to say, use of science and te latest technology and research in universities to develop the satanic weapons, which the next generation, next decade's weapons, which I will talk to a bit more uh, along in my speech or talk in a minute. Obsession with wars and military spending started right from Vietnam to Korean War to Cold War and present Iraq and Afghanistan. Afghanistan war has killed millions, brought untold violence and suffering, and taken the world towards anarchy and disorder. It has created a war economy with biggest industries. In US and UK, we ourselves, we subsidize these war industries. Household names, Boeing, General Electric, Honeywell, Lockheed Martin, and our own in UK, Brazil, Aerospace. Today's wars are about gaining control of resources and influence. And militarism is the key driver of economics of underdevelopment, widening the gap between the rich and the poor to all time high. This extreme poverty is the cause of two billion people subsisting on less than two dollars a day. Every 33.6 seconds, a person dies of starvation. Every 30 seconds, a child dies of malaria. Every minute, a woman dies of childbirth. One is reminded of the quotation of former US President Dwight D. Eisenhower, and he said, and I quote, Every gun that is made, every warship launched, every rocket fired, signifies in a final sense a theft from those who hunger and who are not fed, those who are cold and are not clothed. Let me move on to terrorism, which is provoked by the West's 
wars, a reason which is rarely discussed. Al-Qaeda is the manifestation of the anger and humiliation of people living under puppet regimes. The irony is that the military-industrial complex trained Al-Qaeda operatives, Iraqi insurgents and Mujahideens in guerrilla welfare, uh, warfare or unconventional warfare. And where did they train? At Fort Bragg, the US Army, John F. Kennedy Warfare Center, North Carolina, USA. Let me speak to you the environmental risks of this military-industrial complex. Negative effects on global human security, including refugee, refugees and migrants. The environmental risks of nuclear contamination leaks are already well known. Like, the Ch like Chernobyl, Three Mile Island, and the recent Fukushima disaster, which is very much in the news because the 400 tons a day is leaking on the underground tunnels into the sea in the Pacific Ocean. And it is 90,000 times uh, more radioactive than the safe drinking water. What is not well known is the pollution created by the US military, which is the world's single largest user, user of petroleum. Each year, it consumes more energy than Nigeria, one of the world's major oil producers. And, and of course, we have got 45 million refugees, which are in 120 20 countries. And that is because of the conflicts all, all over. The, the, how the, uh, let me speak about control of information, secrecy, and surveillance society. Because security assessments are given on a daily basis to our Prime Minister David Cameron, to US President Barack Obama, and all that. And who gives them, actually? The CIA and Pentagon. So what do you think they will do? They will only highlight new threats with the purpose of starting new wars or new conflicts, because it benefits them to keep in, on business. Peace, dialogue, and diplomacy solutions are routinely ignored. Because, and because of that, it becomes, very, it becomes easier for leaders to go to war. Let me speak to you about media, because the mantra of media reporting on wars is, if it bleeds, it leads. And hence, conflicts are glorified. There is no glory about war. war are not, wars are not heroic. They're bloody, terrifying, and destructive. But the practical alternatives to war are ignored. This is what I want to speak to you as students, is use of science and technology and research in universities, which I call misuse of young brain power. Because all you're doing is putting at the service of military system technology and science and engineering instead of human needs, which is deplorable. deplorable. Universities and students are now becoming incubators for corporate employers and chief laboratories for war-making machine in private sector patents. 17 of our own 
UK's most prestigious universities, including Imperial College London, Cambridge and Oxford, received a total of 83 million in the last three years for military research, thus increasing the military influence in schools and universities. Our, I think our young scientists and engineers, indeed our society as a whole, deserves a better vision for the role of science and technology. However, let me go on to say that elites may be losing control. We may be witnessing the tipping point in history when the liars and deceivers could not hold to power anymore, as concerned citizens are using critical thinking to analyze things for themselves and find the truth. There are hopeful signs as elites rule of humanity is rapidly diminishing and thus a window of opportunity is wide open for changing the status quo. Why? i tell you how. Because official lies are no longer effective. No confidence in politics, which is all time ar low around the world because of the general apathy of citizens towards political parties. Labor and conservatives, they're all losing members. No confidence in media. That is why, why the establishment failed, media failed to sell the lies about the alleged Syria conflict. Bankers are more and more rejected. Look at the example of Hungary and Iceland. Mutiny among soldiers, as Einstein famously said, the pioneers of a warless world are the young men and women who refuse military service. Militarized police state, because military and the police are getting more and more brutal. And that is a sign that the, 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 the elites are losing control. To quote Victor Hugo, no army can stop the idea whose time has come. So what is our vision? Our vision is, is to achieve a peaceful, safer, violence-free world compassionate and non-killing, as a single person, as a community, as a family, to live peacefully with each other, which means uprooting inequality from society, uprooting causes of wars, and adopting, a harnessing a non-violent soft approach. And what is a soft approach? It is dialogue, diplomacy, conflict resolution, education for culture of peace, and a foreign policy which encourages peaceful negotiations for a better world. Let me tell you it, it, it has, it, that it has been established, recently there were three or four books have come out, that human beings are not inherently warlike creatures. Hunter-gatherer life, led by the vast majority of our ancestors, might have been entirely free from organized conflict, at least before the advent of agriculture and animal husbandry. So war is a recent phenomenon, which may have started around 10,000 years ago, when hunter-gatherer life changed to agriculture mode and animal husbandry. So what are the pillars of peace, which I'm going to say to you, which is a report given by Global Peace Index, which are eight, a well-functioning government, a sound business environment, an equitable distribution of resources, acceptance of the right of others, good relations with neighbors, and low levels of corruption. And of course, we have to consider alter alternatives to military spending, which means 
cut uh, reduction, military reduction, cut back on global arms trade, reforms of the monetary system, and addressing root causes of violence, terrorism, for and for creating a peace economy. How it can be done to, that US and Western countries should restructure their economy, shift workers from war industry into green collar jobs, renewable waste management, pollution control, carbon capture. Reform the arms, financial and drug industry who work on bribes. Close down corruption loopholes, which has costed the UK economy 73 billion, most notably the 43 billion BAE Al-Yamama arms deal to Saudi Arabia. If we can put some of these uh, reforms, which I just said, in practice, According to, again, to Global Peace Index, and if we were to cut back violence at the rate of 25%, we could save 3 trillion US dollars. Eradicating violence altogether can create a stimulus of 9 trillion, enough to tackle financial climate change crisis and wipe out hunger and extreme poverty, including covering the cost of achieving millennium development goals. Just as a st statistic, we in the UK economy, the violence costs 185 billion every year. So the, the reforms I'm talking and the ideas I'm talking, it has been done in the past. Like a country like Costa Rica and its violence, actually it abolished its army in 1948. And all the money countries spend on weapons and military personnel, etc., etc., they spent on education, healthcare, development or quite simply in its own people. And nobody's attacked Costa Rica from 1948. Other examples are Indian independence, civil rights movement, recently the reunification of Germany, where non-violence uh, revolutions have taken place without bloodshed. We in Europe, <clears throat> with all our problems, Europe is an example of one of the most peaceful regions in the world. Remember Europe during the first half of the 20th century, not once World War I or World War II, wrecked itself. But now after the creation of the European Union and enhancement of trade between, say, UK and France or France and Germany, war is inconceivable. You know why? Because we are doing 20 to 30 billion trade with each other. And we have actually tasted the fruits of it because we are living in a very affluent society. So let me talk about how can we save in UK. We can save by scaling down on Trident nuclear submarine replacement, which will cost UK economy 130 billion or 30 million, 30 year life cycle. cycle. And we can do, we, we recently scientists for global responsibility have come with uh, information that 76% of the Ministry of Defense budget is spent for the technology programs for offensive weapons and which and pittance on the uh, uh, which includes strike planes, attack helicopters, long range submarines and nuclear weapons and drones. So we can save at least a billion out of there. So what we should be doing as a civil society? 
we should be writing to MPs, key decision makers, world leaders, editors of newspapers to cut military spending, educate the public, hold meetings like we are having one today, start a 4D for World Peace campaign, which you saw in the picture, because all changes in the world start with one person, and one person goes to 10, to 100, to 1,000. So it must start with, a, with one individual. Speak truth to the power, as there is nothing more dangerous in a society living in a, uh, whose citizens are afraid to speak the truth. We need courageous people like Julian Assange, Bradley Manning, Edward Snowden, people like that. Because the military system which dominates economy and society and the sec uh, secret state which wages perpetual war behind our back. We need to begin education from the time children enter school about conflict resolution and actions we all need to, take, uh, to create a global culture of peace. Once, David Frost, the TV presenter, was challenged, uh, challenged John Lennon in an interview, The Beatle, and said, when Hitler marched into Czechoslovakia, if people had said peace and love to him, it wouldn't have done much good. Lennon said, no, but if they had been saying it to him from the moment he was born. So we have to start with children. Even Gandhi also said that we want peace in the world, we have to start with children. So we have to, uh, we have to start by doing that and breaking the patterns of war. As UNESCO Declaration of Culture of Peace say, since wars begin in the minds of men, it is in the minds of men that defenses of peace must be constructed. Constructed. So bottom line is that we have to change the might, mindset and attitudes of people with deliberate efforts for breaking the patterns and conditions of the mind, hardwired for war for thousands of years. If, as I said before, that uh, we need a basis. We have to first, uh, the future of peace lies in finding root causes of conflicts and building an ethical basis for society, which gives equal opportunities to all its citizens. I tell you what the mismatch at the, at the present moment is, that we spent 1.75 trillion US dollars on military against 129 billion on development, 10 billion on UN peacekeeping, 4 billion on conflict resolution and and this mismatch of funding need to be challenged for building sustainable, peaceful societies. Remember, peace is our birthright, a human right, and we should claim it. Let's campaign, as is said in the film, and uh, I'm saying now, to replace those 25 million soldiers worldwide with 25 million peacekeepers. The world will be a different place. Remember, we are in the beginning of the 21st century because we are only 13 years into the 21st century. And people are throwing off their mental shackles and realizing their potential. So let me conclude by saying that slavery, colonialism, apartheid, and gender discrimination in voting all have been abolished. And let's work for the day when people seeking peace, like wonderful people in this room, 
uh, I mean majority, barriers to peace will be lowered. And future will be safe, secure, and secure. So I believe all global citizens have the passion, talent, and determination and power to be agents of change. And let me conclude by saying after Arab Spring, Europe's Indignados, Occupy Movement, and now the Turkish and Brazilian Spring, where millions of people are demanding a better future, the youth and citizens of today have what it takes to change the world. And as the world is ready to be moved, now is our time or your time, and it's our and your movement. Let's live, let's live our pragmatic vision and change the world together. Thank you. Thank you.